Hey everybody, live from spring training, Dom Catronio here. Thanks for making us a part of your morning or your commute or your afternoon, whenever you are listening to this podcast. Uh, coming to you live from spring training as we have been through the last couple of weeks. I'll be here all the way through the end of camp and continuing to give you some great content here on 620 WTMJ in our podcast feeds and on YouTube as well. You can just search me there, Dom Brewers WTMJ. When it comes to this interview, what you clicked on, Brandon Woodruff, really, really grateful for Brandon to take some time with us as you can tell by the length of this this is going to be a a fun conversation with Brandon we get deep in the weeds we talk about the process we talk about his upbringing we talk about how he was recruited and how he decided to turn down the Rangers and eventually go to Mississippi State a whole plethora of topics even talking about coming back from Raynaud syndrome and learning about his slider, learning about his changeup. There's a, a lot in this very, very full interview that I was really, really excited to bring to you guys. Brandon Woodruff is just an awesome guy, stand-up guy. I wanted to give him a chance to just kind of sit back, relax, and talk ball with us and the listeners here on WTMJ. So thanks to everybody who's tuned in and for the support so far. There's going to be a few more of these coming up uh, on the docket as well, so keep an eye out on the video and on the audio front. So really excited to keep bringing these to you guys. And... Uh, Without further ado, Brandon Woodruff. For a veteran like yourself, spring training, as we record this the day before games actually start, how much are you itching to just like, let's get going now that you know what you need to do and things like that? Like, what are these few days of like actually waiting to get on a mound and at least in front of fans per se? Like, what are these days just like, all right, let's go, let's get this on over with? Um, it's So I feel like we've been here for... First off, the veteran thing, that's kind of crazy. I think I did learn that I am actually the longest tenure brewer. I don't know about how much, but I think I've got that title right now. I might have to double check, but, uh, and that's crazy to me. Like, how um, fortunate I am to be with the brewers since I was drafted in 14 and still here now. So, uh, that's pretty cool, but just, it's, it's, it's nice having a normal spring training. I don't think we've had one in like the last two to three years. So, being able to come in and like slowly, gradually build yourselves up is is I think is is it's been good. So it's good for me. Last year having only like three outings before we broke and it was just it was just different. So we're all creatures of habit and I think we're used to having a normal spring and that normal build up and it just hasn't been normal the last few years. So yes, I'm looking forward to being able to get out on the mound in front of fans and being able to to pitch and. Um, try to win baseball games and and that's that's the fun part to me so um we're getting close uh, i just threw a live a couple days ago so next step for me is kind of being on a normal schedule now with, with the five to six days and building up that way and and get you know probably five to six outings so uh just a normal build up and uh, you know thankfully at this point everything has gone well so i, I hope to continue just normal build up and, and being able to get out and playing spring games and then get back to uh, Milwaukee and start the start the journey again. Do you think us in the baseball world, maybe we won't realize it for a couple more years, mm-hmm. but really 2020 being so weird yeah. with where you're ready to go, then you're not, yeah. and then like ramp up real fast again. Mm-hmm. And then 2021, like, okay, let's everyone act like everything's normal yeah. when it's not. Yeah. And then last year with the lockout, mm-hmm. do you think people kind of understate I know we all say like, oh, it feels nice to feel normal, but like it really does. No, especially from the pitchers, creatures of habit. And you know, honestly, like spring training is for basically pitchers to build up is what it's for. I, you know, a lot of positional guys can get 
10 to 20 at bats and be ready to go you know and that then that'll take a span of a week you know and spread them out but it, it's it's in real realistic terms is for the pitchers to build up and be able to be up for the starters to, to build those innings and pitch counts up and get the relievers up to the you know the the back-to-back days and be able to recover and do it again so um it really is nice to be able to come in and like i said just take your time and because you do all the stuff in the off season to build up so it's kind of like a build-up process and then you come in it's kind of like all right take the first week as a breather and then you restart that process again and it's just nice being able to to do that on a normal schedule and go at your own pace and not feel like you have to rush like last year and with the lockout and stuff. So it's, it's been nice and, and just getting around everybody again and seeing everybody and getting to know uh, new teammates is always uh, fun and getting to know what they like, don't like, personalities, you know, how that's going to mesh in the clubhouse. So it's always interesting every year. Walking into the clubhouse, at least, you know, myself as a member of the media, mm-hmm. right? It's relaxed. Everyone's with everybody. Everyone yeah. mingles with everybody. And I know this is the only clubhouse you've ever known, but that's not normal. You know, uh, teams have clicks. Not yeah. every team is like that. Yeah. But there is a tight-knit group with this club. And I think, you know, not to do the trials and tribulations of 2022, but I think you guys have really learned how important the relationships are over the last, this core coming yeah. up together. Is there anything you do to foster that? Or now that, like, we t- we joke that you are the veteran now. I mean, team camaraderie matters yeah, more than people realize. It does. And honestly, it's we've been lucky because as a – and I, I go to the starting staff. We've – and a lot of guys in the bullpen, it's – we've been together through the minor leagues and through big leagues, and we've struggled and, and succeeded together. And uh, we just know each other so well. So I think having that advantage coming in of just knowing – who's who's going to be around and we've been around for each other for so long and having hooky as our pitching coach since 19 he's actually he was my pitching coach in double and 16 so he's had eyes on me for eight years now so and even before that before i got to him so he's seen me for a while and and that's that's a great great thing for us as a staff you know with me and freddie and corbin and hauser and and now lauer's been here for four years so um and Wade being here previously in 18, and then you got, uh, you know, Devin's been around for a while since, I, you know, me and Devin basically played together from Helena and short season all the way till now. So um, you don't get that that much. And uh, there's been a little bit of turnaround on the positional side, but um, it's pretty easy once you get into this clubhouse. It's We, we like to have fun and, and be laid back and um, and just go out and try to play a brand of baseball that, you know, that makes the fans proud and it makes us, you know, proud of ourselves because we, we pride ourselves on playing hard. So, um, but it is nice having, um, the familiarity with, with everybody in the clubhouse, especially the starting staff, because we know each other so well. So. You, you mentioned hooky too. I mean, for you arriving in the big leagues with Derek as your pitching yep. coach, and then obviously you mentioned the familiarity with, mm-hmm. with, with Chris, but what is, what has he brought out of you? What have you learned? You know, now on your technically your second pitching coach, but you've had him before. What have yeah. you? What has he brought out of you? What do you, you know, lean on him for to to give you critiques and get yeah. you better? I think I go back to sixteen when I first got to him. I was this slow, methodical, big dude that just you know didn't really have much of a 
I guess, a plan in terms of the work in between before starts. And um, he really just took me. And, and looking back now, the plan, you know, is just basically speed me up and get me a more athletic delivery and get me moving down the mound. Um, and that's kind of where it all started for me with, with Hookie. And then I didn't realize what we were doing at the time, but it just it just sped me up, made me real athletic. And uh, if you look back at, like, my delivery, it was super – I get it got really, really fast. Now – I'm in kind of like a happy medium and I've been in this spot for probably the last, I don't know. So four years or so. And him seeing me throw so many pitches, the eye test goes along with the metrics, I guess, if that makes sense. So, um, he knows when, when stuff looks right and he's able to, to come and talk to me. If, if he can tell, I can tell like something's not right. We can have the numbers match up with the way he's seeing with the eye test, and that's the biggest thing. Um, just because he's he's like, I know if it looks right and if it doesn't look right, and that, that's hard to have somebody to to be able to see that. And thankfully, he, he's seen me for so long. Like I've said, it's just it's been able to identify it real quick. And even in game, like if there's an inning where he picks up something and I'm not necessarily feeling it, he's able to to relay that, and I'm able to make an adjustment quick. So. Um, you know, a lot of us in the staff, starting staff, have been around him for so long that he he does that with everybody. So that's like a huge advantage. Do you feel like when you watch that old tape of the minor league Brandon Woodruff, mm-hmm. it's like we're both golfers, right? When yeah. you see a bad swing on tape, it's like God, what was I doing mm-hmm. there? When you you think you were so locked in at that point, the growth that you've had from minor league prospect to now big league, you know, all star mm-hmm. starter, is something that I think personally is testament to your hard work. And it's a testament to great coaching here with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's listening or watching that's in a similar perspective or similar situation, like, you know, maybe a, a really top-end talent coming yeah. out of high school, getting ready to decide, do I want to go for the draft? Do I want to go play Division One mm-hmm. baseball? What were those days like for you mm-hmm. trying to figure out, hey, the Rangers are, you know, getting ready yeah. to call my name and third round, if I'm not mistaken, fifth, or fifth round, fifth, rounder, fifth yeah. round, and then all of a sudden it's like, the decision comes yeah. at you a lot faster. Can you take us back to that? Man, team? that was wild. Like I, I grew up in such a small town that I never did the like the travel ball stuff. So like the uh, go play in Jupiter, go play in I guess like East Cobb was a, a big tournament for travel ball guys. I just looking back on it now, my my parents just really couldn't afford for me to do it. But I played American Legion ball in the summers from the time I was in ninth grade through my senior year. And those are still probably the funnest times I've ever had playing baseball. I never did showcase stuff, like I said, but I got selected. So kind of how it happened for me was I could always throw hard. So I pitched in high school. I was first a hitter coming up. So I first got recruited to college to hit. And then um, I get to a summer tournament in, in Mississippi. It's called the State Games of Mississippi. So there's eight different districts in the state. You go try out for your district. If you make the team, you play the all the other districts in, in like a weekend tournament. So get down there, do pretty well hitting, and then I first get start. You know, rec- that's when I, my recruiting process started. Didn't even pitch in the tournament. Um, played first base, played some outfield, um, and then so Mississippi State, which is my dream school, and where I ended up going. They ended up, you know, giving my dad a card, Ole Miss State. So that this kind of all started building up, and then as I got into my senior year. Um, closer to my senior year summer, uh, I played in a tournament called uh, the Sun Belt Classic. So they take like, I don't know, the top whatever guys from the state of Mississippi, and you play uh, 
Team Arizona, Team Georgia, Team, you know, whatever. So there's like 10 different teams. You go out to Arizona and play for a week, or Oklahoma and play for a week. And um, I get out there, and they said, hey, you pitched in high school. You know, we knew you pitched, and you. I, I think I had like my junior year, I think I had like 100 and something punch outs in like 50 innings. So it was like ridiculous. And they're like, can you pitch in, in game two? We had two games the first day. And I was like, sure. Played right field the first game. Second game, uh, I come in relief at the end of the game. And we're playing in McAllister, Oklahoma. And I remember it like yesterday. When you're pitching, it's going to be kind of like we're going to have the pitch clocks, you know, behind home plate. Well, hanging off the side of the dugout, they had a radar. Mm-hmm. So you could throw, and it was like right in your line of sight. Like, bam, you see it. Boom, you see how hard you're throwing. So, and the previous hard I'd thrown was 90 my my sophomore year. So getting uh, uh, trying out for the state games, like I mentioned. So I was like, okay, I've hit 90 before, but I haven't been clocked since. And I was like 90 to 95 for two innings. So then that's where everything started spiraling for me. Was there was a couple pro scouts there, and all the big big time college schools they come out to this tournament. And then after that, it was immediate like offer for Mississippi State. Uh, you know, all the SEC schools, uh, well, a lot around the area, Alabama, Tennessee, I think LSU called. Uh, but I was going to stay in state. So for me, it was small town kid, having fun with his buddies, playing Legion ball. And then I, I did this, these tournaments, and that was like the only time I really like got in front of like scouts. Yeah. So then all this started happening. Then I got selected to play in the Under Armour All-American game my senior year. Uh, wasn't going to play in it because I'd never flown before and I didn't want to go to Chicago, played at Wrigley Field. Right. Didn't want to go play in it because I was going to miss the first week of my senior year of high school. So thankfully I did. I went, ended up doing it. It was an unbelievable experience. It was pretty cool. Um, and then it turned into my senior season and then I had like 20 scouts at every game when I was pitching. So, um, the Rangers were, they were actually going to give me the opportunity to hit and pitch coming out, but looking, knowing what I know now, I just, I don't think it would have, have worked out. Like I would have been thrown into a situation where baseball is every day. Like I didn't do that. I was playing with my buddies, you know, on the weekends and Legion ball, maybe once during the middle of the week. This, then it was going to turn into every day, throwing every day. So my dream was to play in college. Um, and I think if I had any advice, like for any kid going through the draft out of high school, it's like what well, now it's now the college landscape has completely changed with the NIL is it's so different. So uh, for me, it was going to take, like a substantial amount of money, life-changing money for me to go. And I would never tell the teams what I really wanted. I just said it was going to take a lot. And the Rangers offered a good amount, but I just didn't think it was enough to to take and pass up on the college experience. And ended up going to college. My freshman year was my best year. Sophomore year, I had surgery. Um, junior year, I stunk quite frankly and uh coming back from injury and i you know i just i wanted to do well because i was top prospect and so then the brewers called in the in the 11th round i thought i was going to be taken on on like day two and like the fourth fifth round and didn't happen and i remember sitting there and i was like man i'm probably gonna have to go back to school which is not a bad thing looking back now but i was disappointed like i wanted to be taken high and all this and so then brewers drafted me and i said if you give me the this was part of the new CBA where after the tenth round you could only get a hundred thousand, and then you know that do the school pay for your school or whatever if you go back. I said if you do that, I'll sign. 
So did it, sign. Uh, two days later, I'm in Helena, Montana, showing up at um, – I was actually talking to Charlie Green about this and uh, the other day. Uh, showing up and getting on a yellow school bus, and you have like a week of like camp before actual season starts. And I remember there wasn't like one dude speaking any English – I'm on this yellow school bus. We go from the hotel to the field, and then this field in Helena was just like bad. It was. I'm bad. an ex Pioneer leaguer. Okay. I know it. Okay. I was in Orem, bad. so <laughs> it was bad. So I get there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is what this is pro ball. So that's that's really where I figured out like all the stuff I learned in college, the the work ethic there, how hard they push you in strength and conditioning in college. It like prepared me for pro ball, like just to be able to have the mindset to work. And I'm the type of guy that's going to go, like, if I do something, I'm going to finish it. Like, I, I feel like I have to do everything, you know, yeah. work out, arm – like, I'm going to do everything I can. And you just really realize I, I, that's that was the first moment when, once I got there. It was like, all right, I have to – this is my job, one. I really have to put a lot of time and effort in. And then that's just kind of where it started and went on the journey. That's a that's a hell of a story and a hell yeah. of a conversation for yeah. – you know that's that's perfect. Like sitting back with your buddies, like yeah, here's how this happened yeah. and everything yeah. that went down. Do you miss hitting at all? Being completely honest, um, n- no. To be honest, uh, <laughs> it was very cool getting to see what it looks like, what the positional guys get to see every day. So I, I just remember in '19 we're in New York and I'm facing off against Syndergaard and he was throwing like 99 mile an hour sink balls and I was. That that right there was that was something cool. And I got to face Scherzer, so I got to see like what makes him. I faced him a few times, and it's just unbelievable how like good they are, you know. So that part of it was cool to me, being able to see how, you know, the different pitches work and being able to you know try. Most of the time we're bunting, but um, that was the cool part about it. And you know what? When we had to hit, it was like I'm in the dugout and I'm trying to focus on pitching, and then it kind of gets to your spot in the lineup, and it's like, oh shoot, I got to go up here. Right. I got to strap on my stuff. I gotta now. I got to worry about doing my job here. And then if you run the bases, it just it it, it was fun, but uh, it, it's nice just being able to focus on solely on just pitching. I don't have to worry about going up there and hitting, and you know, in between innings and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, I, I've had the cool moment, you know, in the playoffs, and I think I, if that was my last – it wasn't my last hoorah. I stunk in 21 hitting. I got a <laughs> lot of crap for it. And uh, But, no, I, it, it was fun. I, I, it, I don't miss it as much as you think I would. So when it, uh, First of all, where is that ball, by the way? Did you get it's it It's at my house. Okay. Yeah, I've got, it, I've got it in the little glass case or whatever, so uh, – that was a wild night too. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. And you are a part of baseball history with yeah. the with the, you were the last full time pitcher to yeah. hit a home run in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. Oh, there's cool. only one left on left, and that's that's me. That's oh, I didn't yeah. even realize. That. Yeah, I'm the only one. That's even better, and it's off. <laughs> I think the there's I think there's been three three guy three pitchers in the postseason to hit a home run, but I'm the only one to do it like left on left handed. So to hell with platoon splits, man. Right? Like, yeah, it's no big cares. deal. Just yeah. get up there and hit it. Yeah. Uh, I want to get into some of. The way that your process works mm-hmm. and the way that you've tried to make yourself a better pitcher. Yeah. Like I told you right before we started recording, I'm a nerd. So right, like I, being the stats guy for BA and for Jeff and everybody, mm-hmm. like I'm looking stuff up. I'm trying to spice up the broadcast. Yeah. And throughout the season last year, I'm just seeing your changeup mm-hmm. just light up. Yeah. And 
look, we know your curveball. We know you've got a slider. But the mm-hmm. changeup, I feel like, it kind of caught people by surprise yeah. the last couple of years. How proud are you of developing that pitch, and what works for you when you throw that changeup? Uh, I'll take you back to probably 19, 2019. That's where we first really, I think as an organization, really started trying to push, like, the metric side of stuff. But, like, you know, they've been doing it behind the scenes, but this was the first year where they really were like, here's let's, here it is in front of you and try to figure it out. And I remember throwing some bullpens, and I told Hookie, I'm like, Hookie, I don't know what, like, what do you want me to do? You know, like, I throw the correct spin, but it's a, it'll hit the batter in the head. Like, what, you know, it's just, so as I started this process, I was like, let me just try to make pitches and I'll go from there. So then I really got a good base of like what I do well. And in 18 at the end of the year and the in September in the postseason, I really learned the power of the four seam and the two seam and how they played off of each other. So that started my base. And then for me, I've always tried, never been that great at spinning the baseball in terms of curveballs and sliders. Uh, I just felt it was always tough for me to be able to command it, throw it in, down in the zone. So then I went after 19 and started to do some weighted ball stuff to shorten up my arm for more more health-wise, but it helped me be able to throw breaking stuff more out front. So, I, you know, I, I got the two fastballs. I've got the base. I've got the changeup. Um, those are probably my three best pitches. And then the the breaking stuff just kind of – I've worked every – in every offseason I worked extremely hard on trying to get a consistent spin. Um, and I would say not until really – Coming into 20, I'd say 20 was the first year where I, I really started to put it all together. I started using the curveball a little bit more, learned the power of it. Um, and then once I took that into the offseason, it was like, okay, I got a five-pitch mix here. Uh, how do I learn how to play all these off of each other? Um, and then it was all about the four-seam for one offseason, being able to backspin it as much as I can and get as much lift. And then the two-seam, like every year there's always something. Um but I get to go back to your changeup. Uh, we can dive into this Absolutely. like a, a ton. Um, really, honestly, there was not much difference other than there wasn't a, really much of a grip change. It was really just execution. That's what it came down to. So the spin really wasn't that much different. I made an adjustment in Colorado that uh, that night uh, in September which kind of kicked off a, a September month that was pretty good for me. And, and the big part was the, um, the big part about Colorado is being able to just keep the ball in the ballpark and keep the ball down. So for me, I was warming up, and I found something in my slider grip, actually two pitches that, that changed that night. I, I hooked my slider a little bit more just to make sure I could throw it out front and keep it down. So then – from that point forward, from that start, I've, I've switched to this slider grip. It's just a small adjustment. And then this uh, changeup, I just basically went up the seam with my middle finger a little bit more and spread my spread my fingers out a little bit, and I, it helped me keep the ball down that night. So I took those two pitches with me for the rest of the month. Um, but in terms of the changeup, I think it gave me a little bit more. I started getting a little bit more tilt, side spin on it. Um, I think I was averaging, I don't know what I was averaging, but I, I started getting into the 2 to 2.30 on the clock with that pitch, mm-hmm. and it allowed it to get a little bit more depth. Um, nothing, like, super drastic. I was just executing better. I think I was I was selling it better. So everybody knows I like to throw both fastballs, so then it just turned into, like, I was 
locating a fastball and then I was using the change up at the right spots and I just had good success. I didn't realize that the whiff on it was, was leading for all starters yeah. from what I learned. Um, I just tried to go out and, and all I do every outing is just try to go out and execute every pitch. If I've got a hundred, I try to execute a hundred pitches and some nights are better than others. And I just got in a good groove with being able to throw the change up in a good spot below, you know, strike the ball or, or for a strike at the bottom of the zone. And it just, really worked out but i've gotten i'll say all this and you know I, I could talk a lot about this but i've i've understood myself i've gotten to a point where i understand my delivery um i can now feel when i'm in an outing or if i'm in a bullpen and we've got the number of the track man stuff pulling up i can tell when i release the ball if it's going to have the proper movements i'm looking for so if, for the two seam i don't want to stay behind that ball like i do my four seam i can feel when i do um and I, I i'm able to make that adjustment so that's like a that's a big part of just getting older more experience throwing innings like getting a better feel so uh, i've just gotten to a point where you know, I've I've got five different pitches, and it's it's hard to get my hand in all. You know, for the four seam, the two seam is a little bit different. The change up is a little bit different. You got the curveball slider. Uh, I've got my hand going in so many different directions. So sometimes I'm not going to have all five. If I've got all five in an outing, it's going to be a good day. Oh, yeah. I kind of need to pick two to three that I'm really got and go with that. So it's just over these past few years, I've just understood myself, learned myself better learn what works for me in my routine, getting ready in between starts. And that just takes time. That's just, you know, from the young guy in 18, 19, even 20, like I've learned so much over those years has helped me in 21, even from 21 to 22, even though I was hurt last year, I think that year really, I learned so much about myself last year than I did in 21 when I had a better year. And that's just, you, you, you take pieces from every year and you try to always put it together like i think you look at the guys like verlander and scherzer um who have been doing it for so long but they never stop trying to improve on different things and i look at the guys on our staff with with everybody uh corbin freddie lauer hauser and even wade like wade's a brilliant mind when it comes to pitching he does it a different way so there's always you just learn from everybody and you kind of take what works for you and you try to become the best at that and that's kind of kind of the the way we evolve and i'll never ever stop trying to get better in terms of little tweaks and but i know my base of what i do well i got two more questions so for I've, you. i talked for a long time there so. no that was fantastic <laughs> two more questions for you mm -hmm. you mentioned the injury last year yeah. started with the ankle we learned it's raynaud syndrome mm -hmm. reaction to that the treatment yeah and you came out firing coming out in the middle of the year what were those what was that month like before you returned there in june honestly my wife Joni said it like she's like you're gonna look back on this and you're probably it's gonna make you better this year she's like because I, I was mad i had to go on like I, I think it was just gonna be like a one start deal with the ankle and then we had a double header and things shook out the way it did um and then i developed that uh basically when i went on the aisle with the raynods um it was just a it was a weird thing that happened um and once i went on and once i figured out like once i realized like there's nothing i can do about it i'm gonna be on the aisle for at least two weeks like i just i took it as a mental break because i was really i was really hard on myself that first month and a half like i wasn't performing at all like i had a terrible spring 
first month and a half was was not good for me i was inconsistent i had a few good outings and i had when my bad outings they were they were bad um so i, I knew the type of pitcher i am and i know what i can do it's just a matter i've got to i've got to hammer out the stuff in between my starts uh that i know works and eventually i'll start seeing some results i just don't know when it's going to happen so i took that time on the aisle to really clear everything mm-hmm. and the night i got hurt in st louis i really that's in my delivery i'm a I'm kind of a feel pitcher like i mentioned before uh everything felt right so i was like okay that's it uh i got to keep that throwing program going and once i did like so st louis i found it and i'm like i gotta keep the throwing program going so then once i get into my outings in the minor leagues for the rehab like i i went in with a mission to to really like make sure i was ready um i think that was the the biggest thing i took from that and thankfully those went well uh, and i start seeing the results you know and kind of back up a little bit with the finger situation with the radons it was just a weird deal where when i would grip the ball and throw it the 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 blood just basically wasn't getting back to my fingertips so over i don't know five to ten throws gripping the ball i would just lose feeling and it would they, they would basically just turn white and it was just like numb like if you were outside in the cold and your hands just start freezing and, and they just go numb so um got on some medication ended up getting off the medication because the warm weather is like number one factor for me so the warm weather um being able to keep my fingers warm in between innings. I really didn't have a problem with it until we went to San Francisco when I came back. My, hand warmers. Yeah, I had the hand warmers, uh, and I try to do everything I can in between innings to keep them warm. But warm weather affects it a lot. It keeps them pretty good. I didn't really have any problems with this off season, um, So they might get a little chilly. That's about the only problem I had with them so far. So uh, throwing the other day in the live, the wind was blowing like, 30 and you know it was chilly that was a good test and it 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 passed the test so um but then i come back from the injury and i was just in a good spot mechanically um and really just mentally i i knew like all right this is i I know the type of pitcher i am i just have to go out and do it i don't know when like i said i don't know when it's going to happen but we all go on these little rolls where we're in them but we don't know we're in them in these stretches and you're pitching well and you just try to you try to sustain that as long as you can um and it just started that night in tampa i was just able to 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 one just get ahead use my fastball to both sides of the plate and then everything else played off of that it was a good night and i just built upon that and tried to get as consistent as possible and um you know thankfully when i came back from that it was just a good run from that night i think i don't even know the date when that came back but i think it was in June maybe June twenty eighth I believe. Okay, I had to so, look it up so many yeah, times. Yeah, so from that point forward, it was just like I've got a good throwing program here in between starts. Um, I'm listening to my body a little bit better. I know what works for me. I know like it. It got to the point where the changeup was a big pitch for me, so I started using it more. You know, just mm-hmm. you just start putting the pieces together, and then you get on a little stretch where you're pitching well, and just thankfully it it went well. But I uh, just knew in the back of my mind it was like I could. I can get this going. I can still pitch well and still salvage a, a season, you know. I know fans are happy that you figured it out. I'll, I'll leave you with this. This is kind of a, a broad-spectrum question here. 
with rule changes, with the way the game's going, with everyone talking about we need more action in the game, we need more this, we need more, you know, balls in play. But hey, you're a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Your job is to get guys out yeah. by any means necessary. Yeah. As you see the current state of the game, trying to make it, you know, a little more hitter friendly, mm-hmm. but still the pitching is very dominant in today's game. Just what do you make of the state of it and how baseball is trying to fix things and make it a, a maybe a better product or trying new things and seeing yeah, what goes on? Yeah, you know, it's there's there's pros and cons. Like everybody, you know, I think everybody can agree we want a faster game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you go back to when hitters started changing their approaches, pitchers started adjusting too. So then it came, became either a home run or a strikeout game. Well, you know, it's just – the game evolves, and it's you know I don't know we'll see how this plays out, uh, but you know foundationally you just don't as a pitcher and even as a positional player you just don't want things that really mess with the foundation of the game. I think you know it, this is more for the average fan where they you know they want to come and they don't they don't they want to see a pitch every fifteen seconds or but to like the real fan that actually understands the baseball game they appreciate like all that really goes into it. Uh, don't get me wrong. It'll be nice to be able to, if these games are coming out to two and a half hours, like that's more time at home with your family, which you don't really get. So we cherish those moments. Um, and, and really going through lives and, and everything we've done so far with the clock, it's really for starters, it's really not that big of an adjustment. You just really, um, from the wind up is the only one that's kind of, you don't get any, uh, disengagement. So the clock just continues to run. So only time you can really get those seconds back before getting a ball is either if the batter calls time or if the catcher spends a visit. So uh, that's really the only adjustment in terms of if runners are on base, you get two disengagements and then you got to get them out on the third one if you pick or whatever. So in terms of like keeping the, that going, that flow for me was not bad the other day. I, I expected it to be a lot quicker than it actually was. So I think once we get through a, probably a couple well, – the spring training games are going to really help. I know last year they threw it on the minor, minor leagues like, boom, here you go. you got to start it today. And that was a real adjustment. We'll have this time here in spring to really get a feel for it, and hopefully the first couple of weeks like we'll be out there not even noticing it and then look up and hopefully you know, we're having quicker games. But uh, there will be some interesting moments late in the games. I think that we're going to see some – adjustments with the pitch you know pitch clock and stuff but um yeah there's definitely you know it as a pitcher it's like i don't want any action on the bases right i want to get everybody out and i don't i don't care if it's like but then again you see like what they're trying to do what mlb is trying to do i just i just don't want it to take away from the foundation of of the way the game is played i guess if that makes sense so uh I don't, and i don't think it will it'll just we'll just do it in a little bit more timely fashion, yeah. I guess. So. A little quicker. It, it'll, it, we'll see how it plays out. I think we'll really see it here starting tomorrow with the spring games. Yeah, we'll yeah. see some athletes. We'll see. We'll get plenty of reaction. Definitely more running. Definitely uh, got to do a better job of controlling running game. But then as, as the pitcher side of it, we got to take little little advantages with this clock. You know, mm-hmm. So we'll see how it all plays out. And you just kind of got to find your your little niche there to be able to, to take advantage of the you know new rules, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We got plenty of time to break all. We got 162 yeah. games to break we got all. 162. Of it down. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, Brandon, really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here, and uh, good health and best of luck this season. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it.